go. Right. Talk is Jericho. Baby. That's the wrong show. It's close enough. That's the wrong show. All right. Welcome back to the main event heat podcast, guys. I'm your host, Rob Weathers. As you can tell, familiar set. If you're watching about a month or so ago, whenever it was, I am here at uh, my broadcast partner, Carmen Michaels, humble abode. Casa Dale Carmen. And uh, Big Mike obviously can't do it again this week. He's uh, been selling the fuck out of some houses, and I am once again. He's actually under the couch right he now. Is, he's, yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I am, uh, I'm on a loop again. And I think this is going to be the thing. I think from now on, whenever I have to do multi-day loops, so whenever we go to Sevierville, I think we're gonna have to do this. Again. Yes, Black Harvest. Less edition. than a month now. I'm just gonna point out, you look really tiny compared to me. Yeah, because I'm laying. Do my fucking back hurts, dude? We've had a. Let me tell you guys, we've had a hell of a loop. <laughs> yeah. So far, and it just got started today. We have had a ridiculously hell of a loop. And if you think before we get into the show, I'm not gonna bust your balls. Oh no. About what I've been dealing with for the last few fucking hours. You are oh. so mistaken. I, I don't know what you're talking about. This Rob. fucking guy. It's like living in a cartoon is exactly the what I've been saying. So we, we're working right now. We're we're at we're in Huntsville, Alabama, working a anime convention called Comic Con. Comic Con Huntsville Anime Invasion. And uh and good show today. You know, I think it took a couple of matches for the fans to get warmed up, but it was good. It was good. But the real story of the night was this girl who was working back over here in the corner of the building that kept I fucking Carmen the entire night. And he was doing it right the fuck back. And this kept on. I'll tell you guys this. We're recording this right now. So it's midnight where God pays attention. It's 11 here in Alabama right now. Um, We could have. We, we call that normal time. Yeah, that's fucking. I'd hate that shit, too. <laughs> I, every time Dave fucking tweets that, I don't retweet it. Oh, but, come on. But so we could have left. It's 11 o'clock right now. We could have left hours ago. <laughs> we no, could have left like three oh, yeah, hours 11. ago. Why didn't we? Hmm? Why the fuck didn't we, Carmen? You know, uh, got a little held up. I was interacting with the fans. Uh, a fan. There were multiple fans. There was one we, specific we took, fan that you were giving a lot of, of time to. We we had the New South Heavyweight Championship. We had photo ops in the ring. It was absolutely incredible for those of you listening right now. It was a fun experience for everyone involved. A lot of smiling faces. It was a lot of fun for the girl that was trying to get Carmen to go play Twister with her, too. <laughs> no comment, no comment, no comment. I'll comment all fucking day on it, guys. Y'all don't understand what I just dealt with. But here's the thing. We're not going to talk about that, you know, because hopefully there's more to report. I'm not going to lie to you. In 24 hours, shit could change. But um, but anyway. Don't hate the Riz. For sure. Hey, I have much respect from a man who's been, you know, even though I've only been technically married for like six or seven years, I feel like I've been married for like 20. Um, I will okay, say this. brother. I remember my first divorce. Shit. Brother, don't <laughs> fucking. I like my wife, all right? I don't want that to change. I'm glad one of us liked our wife. I don't have no heat with mine. We're good. So here's the thing. I Shout actually out to my ex-wife. <laughs> Shout out. Shout, We're cool now. We're cool now. I don't know what the problem with the sex is great. I don't know why you oh, left. Good God. <laughs> but um, let's keep that rumor rolling. Yeah, dude. Every dude, there's so many people convinced that we fuck on a regular basis. My yeah. wife still, even though she asked and I gave her the truth, I still don't think she, she thinks a lot. It's just two bros just saying just very bros. obscene things to one another just, in a public setting. We're just two guys that people don't say nice things to enough, so we say the nice things to each it's other. It's true. 
It's really what it is. I don't feel like you get put over enough. This man right feel? here. Okay, before we even get this into man right we've here got topics to get into. Before we do, I want to hear this. One of the best commentators I have ever shared a booth with. One of indie wrestling's best kept secrets, and it is a damn shame. And you are the only person that will say that shit out loud. <laughs> it's true. I'll tell you guys straight up. I think once we uh, have these shows coming up, the uh, new debut that you got coming up, I think which it'll change. About. I think it'll change some opinions, which we will talk about. Um, open some eyes. So, and here's the thing: every year, I've I've been doing this now. You just hit three years this year. Mm -hmm. Recently, I'm going to be hitting three years in just a few months. This December will be two years on commentary. I'll be in January. Will be three years in the business. March will be three years on commentary for me. Um. Every year when PWI comes out, there's always that conversation. Oh, well, these people should be noticed. These people should be noticed. And always there's these, the broadcasters should get their own list too. It's true. And I, I see, so. and I see a lot of people that deserve to be on that said list get mentioned. I got some names. I never, ever. People who are new, I saw a New South fan who is a regular that comes to every one of our shows. And I will not say that fan's name because I like her and I don't want to bury her. But she even said, this is a list of people that belong on the PWI list of best commentators. She mentioned you. Oh, hell yeah. Every New South partner you had before me. Oh, no. That broke my fucking heart. I want to say your name so bad. Which is funny to me because every partner I've ever had. Like I, I don't think I've had that that many bad partners. I say that no. anyone that I've had that's been a bad partner has been <laughs> has been a one night stand, so to say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, same, same. Has <laughs> same been here. someone just hopping in the booth, not normally a commentator. But I've shared the booth with incredible people, especially at New South. Shared the booth with Moe's. Shared the booth with Grease Monkey, who we had a, a nice little chemistry. But I have not had a chemistry with someone in the booth quite like I've had with you. And I'm proud of that. And I think we make a hell of a team. I do too. I do too, but I don't know if everybody else realizes. It. I don't think the people who come to our shows even watch the shows back. They should. They really should. A, to see yourself I've on heard camera. That. I've heard that before. Go see yourself on camera and listen to me because it's true. You're not going to hear me if you're there unless you're sitting right in front of me. Oh, everyone was hearing us tonight. We were loud. I and I so I pointed this out. I called my wife on the phone right before I got here to your house. I know people I, in the ring. Could I pointed too. this out. Yeah, I was talking with uh with Marcus Dillon about that earlier. <laughs> but uh, I pointed something. I told my wife. I was like, you know, I noticed a couple of matches in. I was like, Carmen's being a lot more like visually loud than he normally is. Like he's flailing his arms. He's looking over at me a hell of a lot. He's doing all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, that's right. The hard cam's pointing at us the entire mm -hmm. fucking time. Hard so then I hammed it up too. <laughs> Not only is the hard cam pointing at us because we had the, for the first time at New South, we've had the commentary table pushed all the way to the ring. Hard cam looking at us. Not only that, we had a lot of first time wrestling fans shitload in the crowd. Shitload. I went around before the show started. I was asking people, hey, have you watched wrestling? A lot of people had never watched wrestling before. So it was almost like a verbal cue to, yes, you can react to this. Like you can... You can cheer, you can boo, you can yep. do whatever you want. So by me being animated and coming out of my seat and like what you waving my arms, like that's to me, that's a note to the fans. Like, feel free to yeah. go crazy. Like, this is a moment you should be losing your mind. Like something incredible just happened. And I picked up on it in the second match and I started doing it too. Um, 
because you're a professional. Fucking exactly. But uh, but yeah, outside all that and everybody hurt my feelings every time that that PWI conversation happens. It is what it is, you know. But like you said, we, we've got some cool shit that we're going to talk about our own personal careers. But first, there was a topic that me and Big Mike have been planning to talk about since it happened. Oh, baby. And we're going to talk about it now because I feel like if there is an indie promotion that can benefit from this topic, Ooh. it's probably New South. WWE released a lot of people. Okay. Yes, I've got a is. list right here. Um, and it's a little weird. So they originally, they released some, some, some main roster cuts. I think later in the day, released some NXT people. And then they just, they're like, ah, we got some extras we want to get rid of too. Um, and, uh, so like, I don't even like there's one. Okay. No, no, she's right there. I thought I didn't have Danny Brooke on here. So anyway, so here's the list of people that got cut. The initial cut list from WWE, Emma, Rick Boogs, Riddick Moss, Aliyah, Mustafa Ali, one of the fucking greatest athletes they had. Top oddly dollar enough, who's oddly not. enough, Mustafa Ali. I'm, I'm sorry to interject. Apparently, Mustafa Ali wrestled on one of the pre-shows for New South in the early years. Did he? Yes. Oh, I would sick. love to find footage of that. That but, sounds uh, like an N. Yeah, man. Uh, and then so Top Dollar, Elias, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin. And then the NXT cuts happened shortly after. Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana. I put a question mark because I have no fucking idea who that is. Uh, the names that they come up with in NXT oh are odd. Fucking Ben Buchanan's what? What the fuck do they call him over there right now? It's so dumb. Um, fuck, I really it? need to know that Brooks Brooks Jensen, Brooks Jensen. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's so dumb. Ben Buchanan's <laughs> not much better, but um, Dana Brooke, Mace Mansoor, Shanky. Baba Tunde, I forgot what they were calling him in the Fed. Names, uh, man. General, General Isimo or some shit. It was, <laughs> General, uh, it was Commander Aziz. Commander Aziz. Also, was it Baba Tunde? He was Baba Tunde in a vault. One more. Daba Kato. Daba Kato. Yes. There we go. Yeah, he was Baba. I, 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 raw underground days. Yeah, I remember him. I, thankfully, I missed all that. I missed the raw underground. I was not watching raw whatsoever then. Wild times, man. But uh, but I, I just remember, remember Baba K- or Day. I remember the pandemic hit, and I saw Suge D just pounding on. Oh, was <laughs> he? Was he one the, of the extras? Pounding on the apron, and That's it's just dope. like blood sport, essentially. Uh, and then after this, we got you, you, Ulyssa Leon. I think that's another one. Might yes. not have been on TV. I don't know. Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura, Cortez, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, Eichmann Giro, and then the next day they were just like, "Oh yeah, let's get rid of Matt Riddle too." They just wanted to make sure, like, hey, just so we're clear, this was not a part of the mass releases. We just wanted to do it. No, yeah, just <laughs> fuck this guy personally. We wanted to make sure his name stuck out, which, you know, pun intended, couldn't keep his nose clean. So, oh, Lord have mercy. Um, but so, speaking of nose, that smelled the pizza. That the smells got so me. good. I, I gotta go. I'll be right back. Yeah, go ahead and go get that. We're going to take a quick pause. <laughs> All right, so while the pizza cools now. So, obviously, sucks when anybody loses their job i was laid off earlier this year i know that feeling better than anybody does now and uh it fucking sucks and i enjoyed your sin on nxt man i, I did <laughs> i can that's a big pop for me i can uh and i can imagine a lot of these guys are probably sitting at home right now having no fucking idea what they're gonna do after this i want to ask you this of all the names that are on there, and I know that you know, there uh, New South brings in a lot of big names, especially around Hoss season and around some of our other bigger shows. And I know, you know, and, and this is I'm not asking for any information, I'm not asking what's going on in the front office, I'm just asking your opinion right now. Of um, 
of all of these release names, is there anybody that really sticks out to you that you would just love to see in a new South Ring? Oh, man. Obviously, I'd love to have Mustafa Ali. I'd kill, kill. Huge, he's a huge great. fan of his work. He retweeted think, our shit one time on, on that's Twitter. That's right. He retweeted it, our highlight reels on there, Twitter one time. I forgot about that. Mustafa Ali was incredible. He would always put up these threads saying, hey, if you're on the indie scene, you want more eyes on you, post in this thread. And what a brother. Shared some of our stuff. So What a fucking brother. I've gotten I love to have him. Nothing but respect for him. Uh, I would love to have him in. Uh, also, just spitballing here, two that come to mind. Obviously, a lot of talented people here. Uh, one, Shelton Benjamin for Haas would be. Did Shelton Benjamin, was he on that list? Phenomenal. Yes, he was. Fuck me, dude. I just read the thing and I forgot. Yeah, he was. Shelton that Benjamin breaks my heart for that he was Haas. even on the list, dude. Oh, he, oh my incredible. God. I love that fucking guy. I love to see that. And then hear me out. This may seem out there. Okay. This is someone who I think didn't quite get the credit that they deserved while they were there. Never really got a chance to highlight their ability. Someone who grew during their time there, got a lot better in the ring, a lot better on the microphone. Dana Brooke. Oh, for sure. I think Dana Brooke, especially... Throwing it out there, again, not going to discuss anything that's been talked about sure. in the office. Of Obviously, I know there's non-competes, all that. Sure. But to me, I think the money match there has to be Dana versus Kinsey in a new South Ring. That would be fantastic. Let people see what Dana can do in the ring. Obviously, Kinsey Page what a show! Well, and what fast- a showcase it would be for Kinsey. And I know there's a lot of hyperbole in wrestling, especially in commentary. I know. You often hear people say one of the fastest rising stars, but think about it. Kenzie Page in just a couple of years has gone from AEW Dark to signed to the NWA, has you know had a full transformation, not just you know physically, but like yeah. mentally, her character. I was gonna say, like, if you see like those videos of her it's on the early day. days of dark, like it doesn't even look like the same person. She's not like even confidence-wise, she's really grown into her own. I think. Having the New South Championship for as long as she did. Well, obviously, some of the big matches she's been in. She, well, and think about this: she just got that women's title, the NWA women's title, incredible. off of Camille. Camille had that for eight hundred and thirteen days. So eight hundred and thirteen days was shy of three years, something like that. About two and a half years, at least. I'm not a math major. So, yeah, I'm a music yeah. major. So yeah, it's it's about two and a half years. Okay, how long has Kenzie been wrestling? Four. Ooh. Full time, I believe so. I know she graduated from the JPWA. I know she was there at the same time as Dylan McQueen. I think that's got to be right because I know she started wrestling for New South. Her first show was my first show, which was Americana 2020. So, yeah, I think that. So, in the time that Camille was champion was throughout at least half of Kenzie's entire career. Yeah. And now she's weird... got that belt. And I mean, and and having her like if she could wrestle somebody like Dana Brooke, who is a is is a, is a veteran at this point in this business, she only really knows the WWE system, but that's fine. We've seen a lot of people that have come out of WWE only really knowing that system and still having good success elsewhere. 
Uh, I think we're seeing that with Trinity right now and, and Impact. Yes. And and yeah, dude, for sure. I'm I'm 100% with you. I think I think for Dana that would be a great way to prove herself that look, look, I can fucking work. See what I can do whenever our, the chains are off. And then if yeah, if you put her against somebody like Kenzie, that'd be a great showcase for Kenzie. She's like, I can go against somebody who was in the WWE for a long ass time, who has wrestled on television, major pay-per-views, and that would be a great showcase for both of them. And I mean, Kenzie, I know obviously has her eyes set to the future obviously incredible moment capturing the nwa women's championship mm -hmm. obviously she's the centerpiece of the women's division there but i know she's got her eyes set on a, a bigger brighter stage and i think having showcase matches like this i shouldn't say showcase showcase implies that it's you know to get yeah. the rub yeah, yeah. what i mean by that is having these bigger matches yeah. against established stars for kinsey because, I mean, Kinsey in her own right is an absolute star, and I think it's only a yeah. matter of time until she's on everyone's TV screens and everyone's familiar with her. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've even seen that with her sister, Kylie, who's been doing this significantly less than her. We've put Incredible, her – Look at the names we've put Kylie up against. Incredible. Today, she wrestled she, Nick Iggy, a 15-year veteran who's been in Ring of Honor. Like, And she, she holds her own, dude. She's been wrestling a great. year and a half. It was great. year and a half, the youngest champion in NWA history. And I, obviously, I'm friends with a lot of the people in the New South locker room. I'm not, if I'm on here and I'm shouting out anyone or listing their accomplishments, it's not like a, like just bragging to brag. This yeah. is, I'm absolutely proud of all these people. Like watching Kinsey and Kylie grow, watching Hunter Drake grow into his own. This is someone. Literally, I used to come to shows and he was dressed in a suit as security getting choke slammed by dump every single week. And like and he's a champion now. Watching him grow into his own and like now that he has a title, he's completely changed his character. I feel like he's unlocked so much new potential. He's really leveled up. Hey, you tell him to stop being such a dick to me. That'd be nice. Guess <laughs> <laughs> what's what happens? That's what happens when you turn heel. But um I'm fine. We don't have to talk about it. But <laughs> So anyway, so we uh, so obviously sad as fuck. A lot of people got let go uh, personally, and I don't think this would happen because there's no way to rate is anything doable. Boy, I'd love to see Dolph Ziggler in a new South Ring. I will say there have been uh, some surprising names already sure. hit us up. Sure, but Dolph Ziggler is someone. What a I don't think I don't think he even has to do the indies. I think no. I think he's probably going to do his comedy. One, a lot, he's, I think he's probably happy just doing his comedy. Yeah. Two, I mean, there's already another company where his brother already works. Maybe that's a thing. Two or three, like if he does do the indie route, I I can see him absolutely going the route of, you know, someone like Breeze who yep. only takes the bookings that he absolutely wants to do, makes a killing on it, doesn't really have to you know, sacrifice the body too much. Yep. I can see him going that route. So speaking of, you know, a lot of people coming out of WWE quickly wanted to touch on this. Some people recently went in for some tryouts at the performance center recently. It's true. Looking at the list. We know a few of the people in there, specifically one of them is somebody who regularly works with us and Brogan Finley. You know, uh, what do you think about guys like Brogan and some of the other people who were going in there and trying out? What do you think about uh, about their chances? WWE, to me, obviously, I've never worked there. I've done work for them on the stagehand side, setting up audio, ring crew, all that stuff. 
seemingly from the outside looking in, I think there's a certain type of person they look for. I can never tell who they're going to pick from these classes. I know they really focus on really bringing in people from and building them from scratch, like all these athletes. So when yeah. they bring in the independent names, I really don't know what it is that's going to get someone signed. But Brogan, I can say from experience, I certainly, I think I was there for his first match at Action Wrestling. I've watched him grow leaps and bounds. Talking about someone getting comfortable in their skin. I was there for one of his first matches. I called one of his first because he got started in 2021, didn't he? Yes. So, so I, I know I was there for the match he had. I think it was against, I can't remember his first opponent. I know he wrestled Brandon Williams, and I was literally sitting next to Fit as it was happening that's, up. that's pretty I, cool and i was like glancing over to see his reactions but brogan though man he has grown into his own it's nice to see him getting out there and traveling i think he is someone obviously name recognition they love their second third in yep. his case fourth generation superstars yeah <laughs> here i am saying superstars <laughs> but i think brogan he's got a good head on him i think he's very coachable I can see him there. Uh, sure. I think Richard Holiday has a great look. I can see him. That's right. He was another one. Yeah, Richard Holiday. I think for sure would be like prototypical somebody that would be NXT champion in a heartbeat. Now they'll name him something like Chet Jenkins or <laughs> <laughs> or like Dave Hancock or like something just that's the truth. Something generic, but that's the truth. And that's no knock against NXT. I enjoy the product, but the names are always a little like. And fuck, we were just talking about how stupid like, fucking Ben's name is over there. It's like scrolling through a like a yearbook, and you're just like, eh, that name, that name will do. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's really what it sounds like. They just go into like a fucking random ass name generator. But yeah, I for sure like I I think and and for that reason, I mean, just like you've got William Regal's kids over there training, I could very easily see Brogan in in a similar spot. Dude, Dempsey looks just like his dad. It is, is wild, dude. He looks like he came right out of the fucking forties with that look, dude. <laughs> and he pulls it off so so well. I'm curious to see what happens with him. Clearly, he needs some more seasoning. But I'm clearly, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with him. But outside of the WWE, so I really hope for everybody that had tryouts. I hope something comes out of it for you for sure. But uh, outside of WWE, let's go over to AEW land. They just had one of my favorite matches of the entire year happened, and you just so happened to be there whenever it happened. You went up. You invited me to go up. I had to decline, but you went up to New York during Grand Slam week. I did. Take a, a seminar with Samoa Joe. Incredible. Which I want to ask. We haven't, you know, I, I got to the building today. We've been kind of just going ever since. We haven't had a chance to talk about what was the seminar like, man? How'd you, how'd you feel about the whole thing? I have taken quite a few seminars Obviously, I'm not an in-ring performer. I've, you know, had my one match, and that was as cool as could be. I've done some rumbles. Like, that is what it is. Yeah. Obviously, the majority of Joe's seminars are in-ring. But for someone like me, I know someone like you, we want to know more. Like, we're not satisfied just in our own little bubble. We want to learn every aspect, whether it's behind the scenes, whether it's in-ring. Yep. And I took so many notes and just some of the things like his mindset, looking into things like as soon as he says it, you're like, of course, that makes all the sense in the world. And there's a reason why he's been on TV for as long as he has. That's what happened with me. The first time I watched John, Hilarious Skyler, guy, by the way, I bet the first time I watched John Skyler give out a seminar, 
which was like my first weekend doing commentary. And I'm sitting here watching Skyler in the ring and just explaining why certain little things make mm-hmm. sense. Like, oh, like, oh, whenever you drop down, whenever they're do- coming off the ropes, drop down closer to the rope. So they actually have a reason to skip over. If you drop down in the middle of the ring, they'll just kick you in the fucking I mean, face. Why are you doing that? You know, and like, like little shit like that. Like, and I'm watching Skyler during like this whole like two hour seminar. And I'm like, fuck, I feel like I finally get wrestling. You know, so I can imagine there was a lot of that with Joe. I'm a huge, huge fan of Samoa Joe, and glad you guys got to you and Braden went over there and, and took part in all that. But then right after you went over to Grand Slam next night, opening match of Grand Slam, Claudio Castagnoli defending his Ring of Honor title against Eddie Kingston defending his New Japan Strong title. One of my favorite matches of the entire fucking year. My only complaint is it shouldn't have gone first. That's say they tape things out of order. So, so they, they take they half of Rampage before, before yeah. Dynamite and then Dynamite and then the second half of Rampage. But the first match of Dynamite, man, so good. The second you could feel the energy build in the crowd because once Claudio's music hit, it was kind of quiet. And then it's like almost everyone, at least in the upper bowl where we were, we're just kind of like, oh, shit, it's happening now. And like they could like stand up. And they got excited, and there was nothing Kingston could do wrong in this. Like I think everybody knew, like this is Kingston's match right here. I think the, everybody knew going into that. He was like the second coming of like every important historical figure. Like this crowd was behind him every single move, dude. That was so good. That was such a fucking good match, man. Like I just oh I and I know why it didn't main event. I understand that in you know they weren't defending titles that were AEW titles, but fuck dude, that should have been the main event, man. I've been following the story ever since the Chikara days. The fact that he finished oh. it with a power bomb too was, was nice because I, I don't think anyone in the crowd expected that. Well, he was asked to do it during a uh during a little little that. meet and greet panel or not meet and greet panel, but a little panel that he had did. He was asked to do the power bomb because nobody likes the Northern Lights bomb. And uh, and he still did the Northern Lights bomb, but didn't went one with a power bomb though. And yeah, dude, it's just when he started unloading those back fists, and he got like a few of them back to back on Claudio. I went, that's it. We're going. We're going home, baby. We're going fucking home. Let's go. Whenever he Love won, it. I was off my couch, arms in the air, dude. It was like the Saints won the Super Bowl again, dude. I was fucking dude. I'm pumped. I love Eddie Kingston so damn much, dude. It, it was so much fun. Genuinely, like the reaction like the building was shaking and I, I went back and watched it back and i don't think i mean it's like any arena that you're in but i don't think that the cameras and the mics on the crowd did it justice, justice because no. one that venue was massive oh. on tv it looks like it's a regular like basketball arena or something like well, it looks small but like it looks person, like they it, was it looks like they might have scooted the entrance ramp they in did. a little bit they did yeah uh, that's fine. It's a massive fucking arena. I, see, I think like, the first time they ran that building was like 20,000 people there. And this time there was like 11,000. Still a shitload of fucking people. It is. But the building was massive. The crowd was hot all night. And then I'm watching it back. It's just like, it just felt like a random episode yeah. of Dynamite. Yeah, it, didn't feel, it didn't feel special as far as like viewing it at home, but in person, it was like everyone everyone knew like we are seeing some really cool stuff here well i can tell you right now me being on my couch high out of my ass being a massive eddie <laughs> kingston fan that i am that i ever have i ever told you my eddie kingston story i don't believe so so the last taping of nwa literally right before the pandemic 
like yes. at the end of January. It was the day Kobe died, I remember. And so it's their last set of tapings that they got to do before everything got shut down. We get to the building a little bit late because I read uh, I, I read uh, 3.30 or something on the ticket. But for whatever reason, they started like an hour early or some shit. I don't yeah. know. So we get there at 3.30. Everybody's like, oh, fuck. And I see like a smoke circle sitting by the elevator. I don't know who's in it. I don't recognize anybody. And then we go walking towards the elevator. And then the smoke circle disperses. And they go walking towards the elevator. It's Marty Skrull. It's Eddie Kingston. Brian Hebner. And a couple other brothers. Might have been mm-hmm. production or something. And we're going to, I'm wearing an AEW shirt. AEW had just started, literally just started. Marty Skrull's got a fun little, he sees you, he goes, the fuck is AEW? Which, you know, it was funny. We all know the bit. We know the bit. It was funny. And then, uh, and then Eddie Kingston looks at me. We're in the elevator. He looks at me. You know those boys, proud and powerful, Ortiz, Santana? Yeah, man. Those guys owe me 10%. <laughs> <laughs> Just dead. I just shout out LAX. Just just sitting here staring at me like this the whole time, and I'm just like, "You deserve it, man. I, I hope you get that 10." percent He goes, like, "Well, yes, he goes, yes, well, sir. thank you." Like, yes, <laughs> yes, sir. They do. It was. I've never been more scared in my fucking life for no reason. It's just, <laughs> it's just like you shoot, believe this guy will fucking kill you. But then if you ask any anybody in the business, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever fucking meet. But uh, yeah, that's my little Eddie Kingston story from years ago. But yeah, dude, I just whenever he, I. There's a part of me that says, if this is the end of their story, it's a beautiful story. But there's another part of me that says, if you keep texting this girl while we're fucking doing what this What are you podcast, talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this motherfucker. The whole time. Just he said he was going to put his phone back, down. Giving back to the fans. He said he was putting his phone down. Do not disturb. It is on do not disturb. <laughs> this motherfucker. You just keep looking at it. Tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> don't get that started. <laughs> don't get that started. I was, dude, I was ribbing Braden so fucking bad earlier about being on heels. I'm, I'm, I told him, I was like, yeah, man, we should put like some clips on the fucking TV and show. You see that? I'm like 10 feet from CM Punk in this one. That's what I was saying, dude. I was, I was like, Braden, you and I just need to set up a table and just put up a little piece of paper that says, as seen on heels. And I'm like, remember us? Season, you know, season two, episode one. I was there for like three seconds. And what's wild is I, I can guarantee you there are extras doing that. No, I guarantee, like, if I was on some shitty promotion in Georgia, they would put me on the flyer and put as seen on heels. Yep. No, no, it wouldn't even say as seen. Hold on. No, no, no. It would say star of heels. Yep. Because I saw one very recently. I don't remember the promotion, but it said something like star of the walking dead. And then they included, (laughs) they included screenshots of the show where it's clearly just like some random savior who's like in the third row on the left. Like if you zoom in, you're like, Oh, Hey, yeah, that guy. I love that dude. I love Georgia. Never change. Whatever you do. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I want to record another episode with you after we have that dinner over there. But hey. uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for, for opening your house to the main event. Heat listeners. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with? Don't quote Cornette again. It's already, oh, it's, it's done. I will say, Life is a game of Twister. Shut the fuck up. That's it. That's the end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning (laughs) in to Main Event Heat. We'll see you next week.